what we are doing. There, you just need to find solutions. And obviously, when it hits you, it hits you hard. It's like, wow, how do you get out of this one? But the, it's not how you go down. It's how you come back, you know. And that's what I always uh, what I always do. Or maybe, you know, for me, a race weekend, uh, uh, a bad race weekend on Monday, it's like, it's not, I'm not in a nice place, but uh, you just say, hey, this is what I have to do to get back where I want to be. Welcome back, everyone, to the Track Limits podcast presented by Formula Addict. I'm your host, Swish. I'm with my co-host, Bevan and Henny. We're here at the Hash HQ in North Carolina, and we're joined by a legendary guest today. Somebody who you definitely know, but do you really know his full story? Somebody who has built successful businesses like Fiberworks, an individual who's easily one of the most recognizable faces in the paddock, the current team principal of the Haas F1 team, and the author of the book, Surviving to Drive. One might say he has main character energy. <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome Country Snyder. Welcome. welcome. Let's go. How are you Thank- doing? <laughs> Very good, and thanks for having me, you know, and that was a lot of compliments, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I'm blushing, you know, oh, so. Stop it. How's the summer break been? Pretty good, you know, yeah. I, I got back to the States on Sunday, I was in Europe, I, I went over to Europe uh, uh, for Silverstone, family followed me uh, that, and, uh, that weekend, and they came to England as well, so, and then I stayed there, uh, traveling around, but uh, I had to go back, my daughter had to go back to school, you know, oh. so. But all good. Ah, that's amazing. amazing. Well, in this podcast, we're going to have probably about 40, 45 minutes with you here. And we're going to break up the podcast into three sections. Q1, we'll see if you can get through there. Q1 is going to be all about racing. Q2, a little bit more personal, getting to know you as a person off the track. And then Q3, our favorite round, yeah. the rapid fire round. Yes. It's hot. Oh. You ready to get into Q1? Yeah. Let's All right, it. perfect. So back in the day, I know you convinced Gene Hash to help you set up a racing operation. And I'm curious to understand what were some of the key things that you brought up to him to kind of convince him to get into this partnership with you back in the day? I... It's convincing somebody to open up an F1 team is not possible. I mean, I'm not this good, you know. Uh, uh, he, the, the, the person, whoever, or, or the company does it, needs to be convinced them by themselves to do it. Because it's, it's a, uh, and at the time when, uh, when, when it was done in 2000, we started in 2014 with the team. And uh, obviously the talks went on from 2012 onwards with uh, Gene Haas. Mm. Uh, it was a different uh, time in Formula One. Now it seems like every man and uh, his dog wants to open up a, an F1 team, you mm-hmm. know, it wants a new license. But uh, uh, in, in the end, uh, at the time it was a different business. You know, it wasn't as valuable as it, as it is now so uh, I, I think I didn't convince him I just had an idea and a plan and he being a racer mm. uh, of nature you know uh, he obviously liked what I had to tell him but uh, we spoke I, uh, we spoke together for more than a year until right. he said I want to do this because obviously he was lo- looking around informing himself obviously looking also if I'm actually capable of doing mm. this because mm-hmm. uh, telling somebody to set up a Formula One team and doing it it's two pair of shoes here, you know, so, yeah. uh, uh, but I think he did his due diligence and then uh, just decided, I didn't convince him, he decided, I want to do this, you know, mm. that's Mr. Haas, you know, he, he set up uh, a, a, a very uh, successful business with Haas Automation, said, I want to do this, let's do it. Mm. And then how has that relationship evolved over these years? I'm curious, because like, you get into business with someone new, I mean, it's a working relationship. We all, you know, have full-time jobs, even outside of the podcast, and having to maintain that relationship through the ups and downs I mean I feel like you start to really get to know people so how has that relationship evolved over these last few years 
as you know, the ups are, are, are qu quite easy to get along with. <laughs> <laughs> it's the downs, which, is, uh, which, uh, which you normally struggle with. But uh, I wouldn't say struggle. I mean, Gene uh, 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 knows very well uh, uh, what it is to run an F1 team. Uh, obviously, when you have downs, like in the moment, you're not in a good place uh, comp uh, competition-wise. We work hard, but uh, we established a good relationship. I mean, he, he lets me get on with the stuff I need to get on with. He doesn't try to interfere on a daily basis. I actually spoke with him uh, this morning. Uh, last time I spoke with him was last week. You know, it's like we have got a good relationship going, but uh, he, he gives me a lot of, uh, uh, I wouldn't say freedom, but authority to do things. Yeah. But mm. I think he gives me that because I see I do it in the best in his best interest. I'm not doing it in anybody's interest. So uh, I think it depends how much uh, uh, I put in, but uh, normally, no, uh, it developed very well. And, uh, you, you know, when you look at the team principles in the moment, uh, uh, I, I'm I'm now the, the fourth oldest, uh, not oldest age-wise, but yeah. the, the, the fourth longest one. Like so tenure. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And and uh, when Franz Toast goes next year, I'm third, you know, <laughs> and it yeah. seems like we, we have done eight years, you know. So it, it's pretty good, no, I, I, I respect Gene. Uh, a lot for what he does for the team. Yeah. And how's the season going for you guys in terms of performance, timeline, what you guys want to accomplish? How's that going for you guys? Not good enough. <laughs> 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 Not good enough yeah. in the moment, no. Uh, no, I think we started off uh, pretty good uh, uh, this year, but then we just couldn't keep up with uh, with what the other people are doing and uh, are falling back. And I always say uh, uh, you need to be honest about y yourself as well. And uh, I think we didn't do a good enough job. And uh, we are now putting a lot, we will we'll put a lot of effort in after the break to hopefully get back something this year, but at least to be prepared for next year. You know, we it seems like we, we missed a little bit of training this year yeah let's switch the gears up a little bit um so you've had a lot of roadblocks and uh also highs throughout your career so far with the ill-fated sponsorship with rich energy uh dropping nikita mazepin uh responding to russia's invasion of ukraine how do you deal and uh with, like take us through your mental space when you're making decisions and in, in those scenarios have you got any good examples? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I know, Come well, on. Are, you getting, are you getting me into nightmares here now? No. No. I'm always, when I say I think positive, I'm always realistic. And there is yeah. always a solution to almost everything. And I'm not saying to everything, but in the end, we are in, an, in a sport, we are in entertainment. I think there needs to be a solution on that one. There is other areas in life, like uh, health and stuff, there sometimes is no solution, you know. But uh, uh, what we are doing, you just need to find solutions. And obviously, when it hits you, it hits yeah. you hard. It's like, wow, how do you get out of this one? But uh, it's not how you go down, it's how you come back, you know. And that's what, uh, what I always do. I maybe, you know, for me, a race weekend, uh, uh, a bad race weekend on Monday, yeah. it's like, it's not, I'm not in a nice place. But uh, you just say, hey, this is what I have to do to get back where I want to be, you know, just to, you have to take yourself up and uh, uh, things happening. Like, uh, I think the Rich Energy one was reported worse than it actually was because we got what we wanted. We knew there was a risk. Uh, you manage a risk and then you do what you need to do. We didn't hesitate. I would say the same with uh, uh, Ural Kali and uh, Nikita. Uh, at the time, who, who would ever think that at some stage in my career, yeah. I'm faced to make a decision because a war has broken out. It's like, I, I, it was surreal that morning yeah. when we heard it yeah. was invaded and you're like, I need to do something. I need to do something for the team, for humanity, yes. to, to, to put something in place, not just trying to find a, 
easy solution which yeah. just getting along no there's no getting along something big had, ha had happened yes. here you know because obviously all the wise people told me oh this will be over in two three days just hang on a little bit longer no <laughs> no i'm not hanging on here you know we need to do something and uh, 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 I, I was fortunate enough i had uh, gene haas there but he let me deal with it the whole day long i said this is what i suggest we do he said go ahead you did your due diligence on yeah. well, i mean obviously i worked all day long to find out what to do what this uh, le uh, uh, legal wise i can do what not you know not to upset people and things like this and i worked hard all day long but I got together with uh, Stuart, which was a guest of yours, and said, yeah. Stuart, you move into the office with me today. <laughs> yeah. uh, We're uh, stuck together. Uh, yeah, stuck in here. You listen to every conversation which I have with all the board members of the different companies, so I don't have to tell them again to you because that's wasting time because yeah. I was busy. I was busy that day to talk with people. So he was sitting there hearing it all firsthand, so it was much easier when I concluded because, okay, I heard all how it happened, and it was easy, easy also to communicate. That is, sometimes you just have to, uh, I mean, you could hide behind a finger, you know, and say, yeah. oh, we, we deal with it tomorrow, let's see. No, this is, I need to deal today with it, you know. This yeah. needs to get over with. Yeah, you can always have, you can have all the crisis management strategies in place, <laughs> but when a war or anything like that happens, you have to be able to bounce back quick, quick thinking. Yeah. Um, and obviously, in, in the end, I think we did the right thing. Yeah, of course. Uh, I, I think we were the first uh, which distanced us f from mm -hmm. it, you, you know, for, I think for the right reason. And I, I think I'm always happy when I can say after a year or two, I would do the same thing now with all the hindsight I got, you know. Yeah. And I, I could, if, if you ask me, what would you do today if yeah. this happens? The same thing. Same thing. Wouldn't change a thing. And now thinking about how you mentioned, you know, when uh, you have a bad result or just in a bad mental state, how do you bounce back or just make sure that the team morale is pretty high? Uh, uh, sometimes you have to, uh, I know that from my own experience, uh, going in when people is low and just try to give them uh, some bump up for, for the sake of is not good. Let them go through because uh, everybody needs to feel the, the uh, how, how say, the anger that we didn't succeed and yes. then bounce back and then I pick them up afterwards. But if you try to pick them up when they are at the lowest point, that's I, I, I always think that's not the right moment to do it. Hmm. Yeah, give space. Give space, exactly. Let a little time sometimes helps a little bit yeah. and then pick them up afterwards. But the most important thing is that I stay positive because I am positive, not yeah. because I want to sound positive. Not acting. Exactly, yeah. just acting up. No, I want to get my head cleared out. This is what we're going to do. And then I communicate that. And then I hope as many people as possible follow me. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty easy. <yeah. laughs> and then Very when simple. You, yeah. When you look broadly at Formula One, I know in the book you actually cover some of kind of your general thoughts on the history of Formula One. I'm curious, what are some of those you know exciting innovations or changes that you're looking forward to in Formula One? Are they things that excite you still about the future of Formula One and where it's going? I, I think the biggest thing for me, Formula One, is if 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 you look at the uh, technical wise, I say if you look at the race car uh, down there from 2016. You think this thing is at least 15, 20 years old. Yeah. I mean, the pace of uh, 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 of how we develop, of development, it's there's nothing else around what I know in the world like that. You yeah. know, how quick it goes. I mean, if you look at the car, which is seven years old, and you think like, well, how this, this might be 15, 20 <laughs> years old, this thing. No, this was a car. I mean, look at the front wing. Yeah. It's just an evolution of an evolution of and an even evolution. even the rear wing. Uh, the rear yeah, wing exactly, yeah. yeah. But that's regulation. But the, the detail we work in, it, it it's amazing. And uh, uh, in general, as a business, look where the, where the business is going in the moment. It's, it's incredible. I mean, and 
I think in the U.S. or in Northern America, I mean, obviously in Canada, we are there since a long time and it's successful, but in the USA, you guys know, uh, the last 20 or 30 years, it wasn't a real sport, but no. now since three, four years, it's picking up. And I don't think we have uh, reached a pinnacle yet in the U.S. Agreed. That's interesting. Some some people would agree that we are kind of it's plateauing maybe i've heard some opinions uh i think the idea like where was it um it was in miami when everybody was brought out like kind of like a football uh it was very like americanized way of introducing the the drivers some of the old school uh fans did not really Uh. (laughs) yeah but i understand that but uh, uh, on the other side i think when you speak about plateauing i think in the moment we should plateau because we're at a good level we cannot keep on because we don't want to drop off so i think we plateau but then i think we can keep on growing solidly afterwards and going back to the miami uh, uh, introduction of the drivers i think we are in miami we are in the united states uh like in austria uh, people go around in lederhosen Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's part of the culture, culture yeah. Yeah. and I always say, and th- I, I don't mean it uh, now aggressive or, or negative, if you don't like something, you know what you do? Don't you watch it. <laughs> Pretty simple, I mean, it's the same like a book. Yeah. I mean, oh, I don't read a book and tell, then tell somebody how bad the book was. No, <laughs> I stop reading it because I've got better, I, I like to read good things. So if, uh, and, and I say it with all respect mm-hmm. because some people don't like it and, mm. and I think that that's fine with me, you know, yeah. but, but. Uh, you know, to be critical about something you really hate, just just don't watch it. I mean, wait w- wait the 20 yeah. minutes and watch the race. Yeah. Yeah. Go so and have a coffee, you know. Yeah. yeah. Go have a cup of tea. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Some people like to make noise yeah. just for yeah. the sake exactly. of making noise. Exactly. That, that's, what I, that's what I want to say with this. It's just people want to have an opinion, even if they're not asked for it. Yeah. yeah. And then even in talks of unfiltered opinions that you have given, whether it's in interviews or in Drive to Survive, how do you find that balance between saying what you want to say and staying within the lines of what Haas philosophy is? <laughs> I, I, I think I'm, I'm very, I'm very uh, uh, lucky here that Gene lets me get on. I mean, there is a clear uh, thing with Gene doesn't need to tell me that. Uh, I, I, I'm, I don't offend people normally. I try mm-hmm. to avoid that. Sometimes, you know, it can happen out of mistake, but never intentionally. I don't attack anybody. Everybody, I, I, I'm very liberal in that stuff, you know. But if I've got an opinion on a, on a fact or something, I think uh, I can voice it. Mm. You know, if you agree or not. It's down to you, but I, I got an opinion. You can have one, and I'm not critiquing your opinion. I mean, it's like fine. You, you, you we, we, we agree to disagree. Fine, but move on. You know, but not like uh, just hiding uh, uh, for a proper answer to somebody. And now, what do you think are some of the challenges that uh, may exist within Formula One? Uh, I, I think, as we said before, the the, the growth. You have to make sure that uh, that it is not going too quick and then drops drops down yeah. you know that we that we hit the cliff and then fall down we need to solidify where the sport is in the us and all over the world i mean we have everywhere record uh, uh, spectators coming to the racetrack it's, it's amazing at some stage there cannot be any growth and we need to be conscious of that you know because otherwise the whole world runs to a race you know uh, 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 tv wise or uh, watching because tv is not people like you young people yeah. watch it these days, you yeah. know. So I think it's still good. Uh, uh, sometimes the numbers are negative, but that is normal TV. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't include streaming and all that good exactly. stuff. So I think we need to get to new ways to measure that one mm. as well, that we, that we get realistic uh, viewership of it. But uh, 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 I think there is, 
is just keep it interesting. Uh, obviously, you will go next point will be uh, Max Verstappen uh, uh, dominating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you think about that, Gunter? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's not ideal, but uh, it, it is still an interesting championship, I would say, because there's a lot of stuff happening. And that's what I always say for Formula One. In Formula One, it's not only who wins. Yeah. It's also... Uh, there is a lot of other stories, and that I think makes F1 different than other sports. And obviously, if there would be a battle for uh, for, for for the for the championship and to win on at the race, it would be better. Yeah. But it's still good. And it's still positive to see that, like you know, teams obviously like Aston Martin can turn around across an entire season. But then even you know teams like McLaren that might start off really slow can pick up throughout the season. That must be pretty positive to see that the rate of development can actually bring you up from like. P7, P6, all the way up to P2, P3 even, in, in the course of a season. Absolutely, and I think that is thanks to the regulation with the Budget Cup and uh, these things where they were set in place uh, a few years ago, and obviously they help. Uh, 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 people say how they help if, if Red Bull uh, is dominating. They help because if you look at now the field, how close it is together, something like uh, happened this year with McLaren make this big leap forward five years ago was impossible to do. It was just not Take possible because years. then uh, Mercedes or Ferrari or, uh, or Red Bull would put another 50 million in <laughs> yeah. and ju just keep on developing. So I, I think it is working where it is now. Yeah. And in talks of, this might be a hot take, but when it comes to the FIA and the past few seasons, they have taken a different stance for smaller teams, whether it's on track or off track w with the black and white flags. Do you think there's a difference or how they treat teams, whether you're a smaller team compared to a larger team? Difficult to say. I mean, I I if you take the human being uh, in general, I, I, I think, obviously, if they do something to a big team like this, they know that they expose themselves a lot more than to a small team, you yeah. know? So where are you tending, not even consciously, but unconsciously to do this? Yeah. Uh, again, to prove this, I mean, I made a few comments and got penalized for <laughs> it, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, which I, I didn't mean to offend anybody, but I just said the truth, you know? This is people which their profession is not being a steward. You know, so uh, uh, it's again, uh, if uh, would, if Toto would have said that, would he have got the same penalty? Toto wouldn't say it to start <laughs> off, <laughs> uh, or, or not publicly. <laughs> I, I had an opinion that I had to voice it, you know, so, uh, but, but uh, you know, I, I cannot say yes to it yeah. because I have no proof, but mm. I would say knowing human beings, I would say the chance it's possible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, look. I I really enjoyed the way you wrote the book and the way it's kind of like a diary entry throughout the season or last season. Was there a particular moment or challenge that that you want to speak about that you uh, you know w went through and wanted to kind of portray in the book or even throughout your career? No, there's there's so many moments. I yeah. think there's not one. That, that, that it's uh, you know my. My career, my uh, yeah. uh, the book, it's, it's a roller coaster. It's up and downs all the time, you know. And uh, and, and uh, I, I think to just explain the book a little bit, it, it came out. I mean, a lot of people said good things about. Obviously, the people which don't think it's good, they don't say anything to me, you know. <laughs> but uh, they say it about me. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it came out very strange. How I, I never wanted to write a book. It wasn't my my intention. But I got uh, contacted by yeah. the ghostwriter. Said, Hey, Gunto, I would like to make a book. And uh, I didn't know uh, the guy. And uh, I. First, you know, you ignore it, and then, okay, he says, I know this and this guy wrote this and this book, and can you ask him? So I asked, he wrote Johnny Herbert's book as mm -hmm. well, okay. uh, and John is a friend of mine, yeah. uh, and uh, it started from there, and then I, I spoke with him, and I said, I don't want to do an autobiography, but straight out, you know, no, I'm not yeah. going to do that, I'm, you know, 
I'm old, yeah. but I'm still too young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's a lot of life to live. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, hopefully. But then he said, no, no, we are, we are going to do uh, like a diary, like he yeah. did. And said, sounds pretty interesting. And I said, and what are we doing if it's a boring season? I said, don't worry. There will not be a boring <laughs> season. And it wasn't, you know. Yeah. So, no, it was good. And that, that is how the, how, uh, how the book came along. So there is not uh, uh, actually any big effort that I sat down with him or myself and tropic. No, we spoke after each race about nice. the facts and then he came along to a few races because I wanted him to uh, speak also with people which work with me since a long time yes. uh, to get a little bit more feeling about my personality. Uh, and, and at dinners, we, you know, the, the stories from the good old days, yeah. uh, they came up at dinner and he said, that's a good story for the book. I said, I didn't actually tell you to, to put it in the book. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, know, you, you know, when you yeah. have a chat, yeah. you, you go for dinner and uh, you socialize. And that, that is how he came out. And he, uh, I think in the end, a lot of people like it because it's quite lighthearted. You yes. know, it's not like intense. It's just... And that's what we wanted to do, a book about racing and Formula One, which anybody can read. And, yeah. uh, you know, even if you're not a big fan, you understand, you know, because uh, we want to make it simple. On, uh, We've actually been listening to it on Audible. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I know you're you're reading voice, it. Yeah. So, it's been <laughs> <laughs> and so on my drives to work and back, it's been very entertaining. And uh, it's almost like reliving some of the races. And it's, it's actually a really uh, interesting point of view, as opposed to just, as you say, like a biography or yeah. a story. Um, different way, yeah. Any other volumes in the works? Uh, uh, I, I think we start on some uh, a second <laughs> one, but uh, it will be a different book. You know, okay. you cannot make more of the same because yes. then it gets boring. You know, so uh, we are throwing a few ideas around, uh, uh, and uh, I think we will come up with something pretty soon. Love that. Stay tuned. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> Final question for Q1. We actually asked our community on Instagram for some questions they would like us to ask you. So at Formula Folder, thank you for your question. He asked, if Magnussen does not extend his driver contract, do you have people on your radar that you would replace him with? Uh, this year, very difficult year to replace a driver. Mm. Uh, uh, there is, There will not be a lot of movement. If not, something special happens, you know, that somebody throws a towel in or something yeah. s uh, strange like this. Uh, but uh, next year, there will be a big year for contracts. Uh, yeah. uh, so, uh, no, uh, I, I think uh, we, are pretty, we, are, we are pretty good where we are. Yeah. You know. nice. not, not too many exclusives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. All right, well, that's Q1, guys. What do we think? Henny? That was a solid green. Green? green? Structure? green. Not purple? Uh, you guys are tough. Uh, yeah, we're tough. Right. We're Q2. tough stewards, you know? But we're through, right? Yeah, we're through. We're through, we're through to Q2. All right, well, made it. stay tuned, guys. Q2 is coming up. Welcome back to the Track Limits podcast. We're here with Gunter. Gunter, you've gone into Q2 now. How do you feel? Pretty good, you know. Yeah. Hopefully, I make it to Q3 yeah. you know, before, I, before, I'm, uh, before you drop me, you know? So... <laughs> First question for Q2. I want to take you back. Like, tell us what was Gunter like as a kid, and were you always into motorsport, or was this something you kind of fell into over time? No, uh, I, I was a kid. I don't remember. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember what I did yesterday. Never mind when I was back a kid. You know, eighteen hundred. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, thanks. You know, uh, He's not making it to Q3. Not, yeah, not, no, no. I, I think it will be us three here. You know, one is dropping out. It will be him. You know, after this comment. No, no. As a kid. Uh, 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 I mean, I grew up in an area where there is, th where there was very little motorsport. Now it's none left because mm. it's forbidden. But uh, I always liked it, and I, I, I have no family. Uh, you know, my family wasn't into it. Uh, I just liked 
cars and racing cars. Uh, but I have no idea why. And I always beg my father to take me to races. There was two races in the area, hill climbs. I don't know if you guys mm. know that. Yeah. Pretty fast cars going up a hill. It's quite dangerous, but that was the only thing they did there because it's in the mountains. So, uh, But no, th th that was my life, you know. I mean, I quite enjoyed it. And I watched F1 on TV, you know, in the 70s. Black and white, you guys don't remember black <laughs> and white TVs, you know, it's a distant. Yeah. Uh, now we use it as an effect on it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys think it's cool. <laughs> it wasn't cool, you know. You could hardly see who was there, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, who was that one? Yeah, or whatever, you know. So, but uh, th that is how I got into motorsport to, to start off with. Yeah, and you were a mechanic back in the 1980s during the World, uh, World Rally Championship. How did that hands on experience really help you as a team principal now? I, I think it helps because I, I went through uh, to most of the jobs I have to do these days, you know. So uh, the, the biggest thing, and the guys know that, and they, they, they sometimes joke, they cannot uh, pull the wool over my eyes <laughs> because they go, ah, I, I don't believe you on that one, you know. Uh, even when they design a car and stuff like this, when they speak with me, they know I've got quite a good knowledge. Obviously, I'm not up with the latest design technology and all that stuff, you know, but I have a good understanding of a race car. And the big thing is if you... You know, li like in every job or industry, you've got like a culture. In motorsport, yeah. you've got a culture. And I'm in motorsports now the more than 30 years. You know a lot of people uh, uh, and the culture of how, 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 how things are dealt with. And uh, it's, it, it, I, I think it helps me quite a bit. Would you say then the shifting from being a mechanic to like managing a, uh, a rally team, was that smooth because of your knowledge or w did you face any blips or challenges? No, I, I think it... it, it it was pretty smooth, but uh, uh, motorsport was a different industry yeah. uh, when I was young. You guys were not even born. Then, you know? <laughs> Stop so aging yourself. Way, yeah, exactly. Back to age <laughs> discrimination here, you know? So, yeah, exactly. So, uh, uh, no, it was different. It was much smaller. You know, there was not uh, uh, this much money involved in it. I mean, it was just different. I mean, I'm not saying better or worse. It was just different. And uh, when you go into it, it was like a an automatic step but like every, every time when you when you go in from a working environment to a management environment uh, you find difficulties be and especially with people which people you work them with them before as a worker now you are managing them a lot of people don't like that you yeah. know so uh, but you have to deal with it and uh, you know uh, every time you have to deal with a difficult uh, situation you learn from it and you get better uh, every time and you were headhunted by the great Nikki Lauda for the Jaguar F1 team. Obviously, now you're a pivotal member of Haas. How have all of those experiences shaped kind of your view on Formula One? I'm just curious, like, as you've started to, to get more and more immersed in this world, has your excitement gone up? Has it gone down? Has it plateaued? Like, has your understanding, obviously, in terms of the excitement that you want to learn more about the sport gone up to? Uh, that always. Otherwise... Yeah. Uh, my job is a job. If 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 you have you if you have to do it, hmm. you cannot do it because uh, it's just not something you don't want to do. If you have to do it, I mean, it's, it's maybe difficult to explain. Maybe I'm a little bit clumsy to explain it, but this is a job. You you need to want to do it, you know, because otherwise it's better you go away. I think in general jobs are like this. That is my own opinion, and uh, 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 you can be just good in something if you like it. If you just do a job, I mean, obviously you need people who just do a job and they work eight to five that's fine but if you do want to do something to achieve something more than the normal uh, thing you need to really love what you're doing i think it's it's nothing dissimilar what you are doing guys yeah. you know you love what you're doing therefore you will be good you know if you don't have that love or that passion for it you cannot be good because yeah. it's 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 not easy to travel around to come and interview 
people like me, you know, <laughs> it's like, why, why do I go to North Carolina to interview <laughs> this dude, you know? But, uh, it, it, it's, uh, but if, you, if you really love it, you, you, will, you will let up good, you know? And yeah. uh, at least you always try your best, you know? Mm. Then yeah. you see where it takes you. And that's the same with the team principle. Yep. Uh, if you want to do it, it's a good place to be. But if you have to do it, it's not a good place to be. Yeah, you we can't really do it 10% mm -hmm. of the way. No. no. But we would go anywhere, though, to interview Gunter. Yes. <laughs> Let's anywhere. just say that. I'm trying to redeem myself here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to be okay. too nice now. You yeah. know? Uh, it's like, what do you want? Where would, Darn where it. would you go? Yeah. 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 Where, would, where would you go? I'd go to the Antarctica for right. Gunter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be an so episode. when the second book comes out, we'll all go <laughs> to the Antarctica to together. Get, yeah, to, 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 yeah, talk about that. He's like, I don't want to be there. Yeah, like, why? I don't mind. Yeah, exactly. That would be really cool, actually. It will be cool and cold. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pun intended. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! And you worked with legendary drivers, Carlos Senior, uh, or Sign Senior, uh, or is it Senior? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Senior. Yeah, 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 Colin yeah, yeah. McRae. And what was that experience like working with these legends? Mm. I, I mean, it, it, it's it's cool, and when you're doing it, you you don't realize it actually because it's something just it's, it's your daily job. You know, you you, you really take it in. Then 15 years after with uh, uh, Carlos Sainz Senior, I've got still a very good relationship. You know, uh, uh, we became friends o o over the years. And uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, unfortunately, Colin is not with us anymore. But uh, even Colin, uh, uh, after I left and uh, he went other ways, we still called each other because we got on very well, you know, in our madness. Because uh, 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 you just did things which nobody else uh, did, you know. So it, 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 it was cool times. And uh, you said before working with Niki Lauda. I mean, when I was a kid in the 70s, he was, I mean, he was Austrian, I'm Italian, yeah. but very close to Austria. Yeah. He was the hero, you know, this guy coming yeah. from nowhere, winning championship, getting, dying almost, coming back, I you know, know I mean, and, and then one, one day getting a phone call, uh, the guy asking to go for dinner with him because he wants to speak with you is like, well, can I believe it or not? You know, these are moments in life which when you're a kid, because you ask, well, well how well, as a kid, mm -hmm. I didn't even dream of, you know, because I grew up very normal. I had everything I needed, but we, we d my parents just lived no very normal lives, you know, so uh, getting up with these people for me is like, wow, is this really happening, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that, just reflecting on what we're currently doing, this yeah. is, that's the moment for us right yeah. now. Pinch me <laughs> moment. Yeah, yeah. because uh, we've been watching you, oh, I've been watching you for a few, for many years on TV and on the races and like walk, talking to you right now, it's weirdly like so how is the experience? Challenge you now. Yeah, you know. the experience is like it feels surreal, but also you're you're very easy to chat with, uh, and yep. you're very much this who you are on TV and off if in a good way, yep. a very likable, and I think that's why you've amassed such a popularity because you're incredibly genuine, and it comes across easily yeah, no, I, as i always say I, i'm not acting i'm always exactly. like this you know i'm just like i'm who i am if you like it fine if you don't like it still fine with me you know <laughs> it is what it is exactly yeah. i don't give yeah. yeah. You could say what you could. Yeah. <laughs> I've listened no. to the audio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we know. Um, and now let's kind of bring you back to the mm. present. Um, you know, not a lot of people know that you started a another company, another company, Fiberworks. We mentioned at the top of the episode. How do you manage both worlds? Uh, I'm lucky enough to have a very good business partner. Uh, we own the company together, uh, Joe Hoffman, okay. which is a friend of mine, one of my best friends as well. Uh, we, st we started the company together in 2009 out of uh, one of my strange visions, which could work. You know, I sometimes wake up and this is what I'm going to do. And I try to do it. And uh, 
uh, I, I saw uh, a market in the United States for mm -hmm. high-end composites, yeah. and we started the company very small. We started with three people. Now, uh, 14 years later, we have got over 200 people, uh, you know, and uh, I, I actually don't do any of the day work, you know. I, I yeah. It wouldn't be possible. As I said, uh, Joe is a, uh, is a very good friend of mine, uh, and uh, we speak, if I say daily, I maybe exaggerate, but uh, Sometimes you speak three times daily, but sometimes, you know, when I'm away and yeah. the, the, is, is, uh, the, the, the time zone is different, we don't speak for a day, but I would say every second day at least we speak. And, uh, you know, we have got a lot of respect for each other. I know that he's doing a good job and he knows uh, if he wants to ask something about the company, he can ask me, but yeah. I'm not telling him what to do. Mm. I mean, I think that's wrong. And I, I, I luckily have got the same with Dev Bontim with Mr. Haas, you yeah. know. He lets me do as long as I do it right. There is no uh, 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 problem with that. And to say I've got with Joe, and uh, uh, it's, uh, it was a, actually a good decision for me in 2009 to start that company because it is pretty good now. Yeah, yeah I mean, coming out of the, like, the financial crisis at that time as well, huge opportunity. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. The opportunity, but it was a risk, but it, wor it worked out, you know. And how, how has these business ventures helped, you know, help you understand whether it's leadership skills or even just the two worlds colliding within the F1 technology? Mm. I, I, I think it all helps. Uh, uh, and and uh, I always think you need to try to do something to, to really learn how to do it, you know. And obviously, uh, some people think they can start a company and uh, make millions the next year. That doesn't work, you know. You will go to a hard period of time because you're learning to do something different mm, what yeah. you what at least I did I didn't study it but I mean I I, I started up a few companies like I started up the NASCAR uh, the Red Bull NASCAR team here uh, at M Sport obviously M Sport exi uh, existed with Malcolm Wilson but they were running cars were which were built at Ford and then we started to uh, make our own developments with the focus you know so I started that one so I had some experience in starting up companies but every experience helps you and every time hopefully you get a little bit better you know so and uh, the biggest thing is after a while you don't get scared anymore because uh, of starting a business you know it will take some times and you will know uh, uh, you know you go through uh, some not good times doing it but in the end you know it will work out and you just need to stay calm so you have a lot of projects going on with your own company, F1 race team, the book, a lot of, like you're not on social media. How come? A lot of people ask me that and lately, uh, <laughs> I haven't got time for it, you know. Uh, uh, no, uh, uh, <laughs> it's one, one of the things, I don't know if, uh, like Drive to Survive, Netflix, yes. I, I don't care if I've got a mic on, you know, I don't care. And with social media, it's the same. Either you are authentic or it is not working. So I, I don't know. A lot of people ask me and they would help me to do this, you know, because but you can make also money with it. And it's not about money. Yeah. It's not all about money. Mm -hmm. But it's like, do the people re really want more of Gunter Steiner? I, I'm not yeah. sure about that one, you know. So uh, you need, it's careful. I, I need to be careful, you know, just doing it to do it. And there needs to be a good reason if I do it, uh, 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 when I do it, you know, but yeah. I, in the moment, I'm not convinced that that is the thing I want to do it, you know. Are you missing me on social media? Yeah, oh, yeah I was going to say, I mean, I think that you would be surprised by how yeah. many people would just want to have a bit of insight to your life. Even it's not about the money or anything, but because you are so genuine, um, 
I think they, they you, you would have a lot of people that connect with you and especially the younger generation that's coming in and watching this uh, you know, drive to survive and really entering this sport. That's where they live yeah. on social media. Right. So to continue the legacy of F1, to continue this growth and momentum, my opinion. My humble opinion. I think that the social media aspect is a re- huge uh, accelerator in that. Um, and I did have a question for you. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Would you let us open Ooh. an Instagram account for you at the end of this interview? Oh. I don't know where this would go. You know what I say? I need to speak with Stuart about Stu, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I have him on uh, yeah, we'll, speed we'll dial. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. He's on holiday He's today. On holiday. He, warned yeah. me. he warned me today. Or oh, today you will not reach me because, uh, you know, so, but these guys are well prepared, so yeah. don't worry about it. <laughs> I, I, in general, don't worry because if there is a worry, we find a solution yeah. for it. You know, it's yeah. Yeah, so. Amazing. Uh, so in the moment, it's no. All right. Yeah, I'll work on you. Yeah, yeah. Work. I keep well, on working. Keep on. Monthly follow. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready now? He, he gets an email from Pevin. <laughs> ready? Yeah. Question <laughs> mark. That, <laughs> that for you both a bottle of wine. Yeah. 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 You want another drink? You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, do you need a top up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then and next then time. Your book also provides a very cool, I think, inside look, obviously, into F1. But I'm curious if you had to pick one takeaway from the book, Gunter that you want people to take away? What is that one message or what is that one takeaway that you would want to give to people? I need to find the words how to explain it. Uh, you know, the book was written very honest. You know, mm. this is how it is. And I always say to people, be who you are. Don't try to be anybody else. You know, I mean, whatever it is, it is, you know, you, uh, uh, you, c- you can try to be somebody else, but in the end, you are yourself, you know. And that is the, I think I take a lot of, comfort out of that one i'm being myself as i always say if you like it fine if you don't like it still fine you know outside of all of this <laughs> what doesn't what what is uh what don't we know about gunther mm. in the public world that i'm i'm actually uh, a lot of people ask me that and i always say uh, what you don't know that i'm very simple simplistic my life you know i i, I don't do anything extravagant I, I you know i enjoy myself but I, it doesn't take a lot uh, for me to enjoy myself i don't i don't need uh big cars or anything i i, I do what i like to do i like uh, uh, to be with my family a lot you know because I, I don't see them a lot but not only for that it's like it's it's uh, it that gives me comfort that calms me down because this world is around me it's very fast pacing and when i'm at home i'm i'm very uh I'm very normal. That is that's <laughs> what people are, 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 are amazes. I, 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 I love to go to Walmart. Yeah. yeah. Well, interesting. Love that. Not, I don't know why. I don't know why. I love to go to Walmart. Not Target? No. No. I love Walmart. You're about to create My wife is like, why? I love it. You can get everything there. <laughs> You're about to create a war between the Walmart yeah. people and the Target, Target people. Don't go in there. I mean, you will find me in a Walmart media. with a tracksuit on a Sunday morning, yeah. you know, yeah. with, with all the locals in Mossville, you know. Oh, <laughs> Last question of Q2. By the way, we're not sponsored by Walmart. But yeah. Yeah. Or, <laughs> no, or Target. Or Target. Or not yet. Yet. Ah, but not we are yet. open. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> not yet, but Target and Walmart. How about sponsoring Let's this guy? Uh, last question for Q2. We, again, went to our community, this time on TikTok. And uh, we got a question from Henry Goodacre124. That's wow. his username. He asked, what is the hardest thing about being a team principal that no one thinks about? 
the, the hardest thing I, I would say is uh, the, the physically the traveling. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think people think about it, but but that is the hardest thing uh, that you always uh, need to try to keep yourself in uh, in some good shape physically because it ta- it, 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 it it is expensive on the body, you know, tra- oh. traveling oh this yeah. much, you know, uh, uh, because uh, the, the the changes of time zones and things like this, and you need to be always on it. You have never, when you go to a race, you cannot say, "Oh, I was <laughs> jet lagged." No, we want to hear that. <laughs> That's not an excuse, you know. So, uh, it, it, that is pretty. A lot of people underestimate that one. You know, people know about it is difficult, but it's more difficult than people think. Are you doing like lots of coffee, cold plunges? What's the routine? My routine is I sleep when it's dark and I'm up when when it's daylight. You know? <laughs> <laughs> simple as that. Again, I told you I'm a simple guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said it. He said it. The title of the podcast, yeah. Gunther, the simple, simple guy. 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 I love that. <laughs> no, exactly. A lot of people, oh, I do this, that, and you know, I do nothing. I don't take any medication, <laughs> any herbs, or nothing. I just try to sleep when it's dark. Yep. If you don't succeed, if you wake up for an hour, be awake, but then I sleep again, and then I wake up and the sun is shining. Yeah. You know? Easy. Some Walmarts are 24 7 yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Roll in a night. We'll get him nice and cozy. He's actually just roaming. <laughs> 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 exactly, Walmart, yeah. You're like, sir, it's 4 a.m. Yeah. Go home. <laughs> like, no, this is my happy place. Yeah. <laughs> Q2 right. people? I, w- I want to say Gurple. Gurple. Oh, no. oh. absolutely not. That's, That's a perfect. No, no, no. Gurple no, no, no. <laughs> is in racing. You know, Gunther and I are the same. No, you can't do one You cannot do. You cannot be equal with anybody else. Purple. I think it'll need to come out. Either it's purple or green. Purple. If you think it's green, I'm fine with it. <laughs> He's like nothing. I'm not walking out yet. <laughs> <laughs> purple, yeah. purple. All right, purple, purple Q2. We are through to Q3, and we'll find out if Gunter can get the provisional poll after Q3. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Track Limits podcast. We're now getting into our final section, the Q3 rapid fire round. Gunter, are you nervous? Be honest. No. Okay. Oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number one question, we're going to go as rapid as we can, and we'd love some fire answers from you. Firstly, what regulation change would you put into F1? For example, you could bring back like double points in the last race. No. Jump. Change the stewarding system. Bald. <laughs> 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 what driver would you um, drive you around a track blindfolded? <laughs> Any of them. Oh, oh okay. I did not expect that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's the greatest driver of all time in your opinion? I need to a little bit more in detail of different area, different eras. For me, uh, it's Nicky because mm. he, he ended up to be a friend of mine. You know? Great. Well, you've dedicated your book uh, to the late Harvey Cook, and you know he passed away in late 2022. What's your fondest memory with Harvey? How he can jump sta- from standing still. He could jump over this table yeah. just from here to there. <laughs> wow. I, mean, I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it first. Wow. I called him the goat. You know, he was going to jump like a goat. You know. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Oh, we're going to come back to this later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Past driver you would love to work with? Mm. Uh, Senna. If you had to choose another sport, what would you be drawn to? Mm. Ice hockey. Yeah. Oh, you, you, you did, did the Montreal Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played when I was a kid. Yeah, I played when I was a kid. Did you play goalie? Goalie, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they did it uh, when, when I was in Montreal. These guys were fantastic. I didn't expect all this, yeah. you know, and, and, and I enjoyed myself. My daughter was with me as well, you know, so I really enjoyed myself on the ice. I mean, you know. You look like you're a natural. Natural, yeah. It's just, you know, when you get older again, you know, <laughs> oh back, back to I'll the try. age, you know, <laughs> always looking at you now. 
yeah. when you're standing it's okay you get but going down and coming up no it's not the knees the it's the embarrassment you know you're trying to get up again you know? so, yeah. incredible what's the most over asked question you get uh, uh, did you watch Netflix? Uh, did you watch Drive to Survive, Survive on Netflix? Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Got it. What's one piece of F1 memorabilia you'd like to own or currently own? I'm not into memori- memorabilia. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> it could be anything, yeah. Okay. Yes or no? Are you a fan of new races being added into the calendar? Yes. Hey, what's a cap for you? How many? Like how many? What's a cap limit? Uh, in total, yeah. in a year, t- yeah. 24. Okay. okay. Yeah, like we are next year. Yeah. Yep. Which race in the calendar has the best atmosphere? Like fans are incredible there. There is there is a few. Uh, uh, it's, it's difficult to say because there are different atmospheres. But I would say Melbourne, Silverstone, mm. and Monza, and Austin. Austin is also good. Great. Uh, what's the most embarrassing moment you had at a Grand Prix weekend that no one knows about? Ah. Uh, well. That you'd like to. Tell the world. N- n- not to have been there, <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I cannot remember any. And I'm not That's a good to sign. Oh, you guys, you know, <laughs> this is the most embarrassing moment. I'm not having an answer, you know. If it comes back to you. Yeah, yeah if, if, if I get. Um, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Winning races. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of special... Uh, Superpower, superpower, superpower or like need? bug or what? Like how do we how do we get that? We just yeah, what, what what kind of no, get bit by get bit yeah, by Lewis Hamilton? Yeah, just beat anybody. Just beat anybody. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's my superpower. I can beat anybody. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. What celebrity or any other athlete do you think would be a good fit as a driver in F one? Mm. MotoGP riders. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, they're underrated. Yep. Yeah. You're stranded on an island. What three drivers or team principals would you have with you? I can tell you who, who I would not have with you. Oh, oh, nine of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be alone. Rather alone than in bad company. Yeah? You know? so, <laughs> no, joking. Oh I, I've, got, uh, I've got some friends with the team principals as well. I, mean, I get on with everybody at yeah. team principals, but just on an island, I'm rather on my own. Cool. Now, that goes into this question. Who is your best friend? In the paddock. Now that Mattia is gone, Mattia was my best friend and we are still friends, you know. Uh, hmm. I would say Franz Dost. I know him a long time. It's just like, and he's Tirol, from Tirol as well, yeah. you know. So. Yeah. And then last question, you're writing an autobiography on your book now and you have to pick one of these titles. Okay, you can go with the Daredevil, the Dreamcatcher, the Free Spirit, the Hardest Worker. Or the simple guy. Or the simple guy. Simple guy. Yeah. <laughs> Second edition title? Simple question guy. mark. Simple guy. Amazing. Yeah. Like the rapid fire. That was purple. purple. That, was that was actually the quickest rapid fire yeah, I think yeah, any guest really has ever good. gone through. And were the well. answers good enough as well? Unbelievable. Yeah. You still owe us an embarrassing moment. But yeah. We'll hold oh, you yeah, to that yeah. one. Yeah. I cannot come up with it. <laughs> there must be one. Well, that's I pole, mean, though. Yeah. yeah, you got pole. There that, you that's go. not embarrassing. I mean, uh, you, you know, you're on top of the world there. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, <laughs> no so embarrassing moment. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, that was the whole podcast. And we end every podcast off with the same question. And the question is, when it's all said and done, you hang it all up, what do you want your legacy to be? How do you want to be remembered? The guy did an honest job. The hardest worker. 
Yeah. <laughs> the simple heart is yeah. <laughs> Love that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on. And guys, if you enjoyed this episode, definitely check out the book. Definitely check out the book. Um, it's doing incredibly well. It's also in the audio version as well. Yes. And you can hear Gunter narrate it, which is yes. incredible. Let's go. And uh, I hopefully, we, we normally shout out people's social media. We can't right now. The Hassap <laughs> One Team Social. Yes. yes. But maybe down the road, Gunter will start a social media account. We'll do another interview in the Antarctica. <laughs> we'll find a Walmart and we'll go there. The begins. <laughs> yeah. Very simple everything. Oh, yeah. Very simple. simple. <laughs> we need a bigger budget, budget but we'll, yeah. we'll make it. But thank you again. We have some signed copies. We'll definitely give that away and we'll see you guys in the next episode.